The immediate future of this Utah team may be extremely bright, but is their future even brighter? You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Utes. Thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. I'm JT Wistersill, and on today's show, we're going to be talking about what is the best recruiting class in Utah history, the 2023 recruiting class that the team's going to bring in this next year. And in order to do that, I want to bring on a dear friend of the show, Cole Bagley. Cole, how are you doing today? You good. How are you, man? Doing great. Excited to talk about this class. We spent yesterday with Brian talking about how exciting the 2022 class is. Guys like Lander Barton, Justin Medlock, Jalen Glover, of course, and some of those other guys for the future. It's a really exciting group. And that was a group that a lot of people were like, man, this is the best, one of the best classes Utah's ever had. And then the 2023 class update uh, ups it. So just at a glance, um, for, it's a heavy defensive class. That's what I'd, I'd love to focus on first. So talk to me about kind of your impressions of some of the guys that really stand out in this group. Yeah, the I mean, Utah's just continuing to build on, you know, the last few years. I mean, the recent success that they've seen competing for Pac-12 titles, finally winning one, going to the Rose Bowl, I think it's really catching the attention of a lot of recruits, which is why you're just continuing to see that um, that gra- the, the bar on the graph just continue to rise, right? We're just pointing upwards, um, which is crazy because of how good the class of 2022 is. Um, you know, guys like Jalen Glover, Lander Barton, some of the top recruits we've ever seen, you know, a lot of four-star guys. Uh, and then some, you know, heavily under-recruited guys. I think Justin Medlock is is much better than than the rating that he was given coming out of high school. Uh, a lot of good things uh, to come from him. But looking at the class of 2023, like I said, it's just continuing to grow. Um, like you said, it's pretty heavy in terms of of defense. Um, you know, you've got uh, some defensive linemen, some you know, some defensive backs, quite a few defensive backs actually, some linebackers coming in there. Uh, but overall, an awesome class. A couple guys that really, really um, excite me defensive-wise um, for the class of 2023 um, would definitely have to be guys like Randon Fontanet. Uh, you got Caleb Bryant out there and Jonathan Hall. And I actually start with Jonathan. Um, Jonathan's actually someone that I was pleasantly surprised to see that he picked Utah. Um, you know, he had 26 total offers. Uh, the likes of which included programs such as Texas, TCU, LSU, Florida State, and Baylor. Um, but he decided to go with um, Utah, um, which was which was fantastic. Um, so what I like about him, uh, he checks in at six foot one, two hundred pounds. He's got really good size for the safety position. He also combines that with a punishing physicality um, and a nose for the football. Uh, as he's also played at linebacker. Um, but he's very versatile, capable of locking down the secondary and, and, and also sniffing out run plays because of that, you know, playing just behind the trenches, right? You know, he's able to, you know, if, if it's a deception kind of play and they hand it off to the uh, the running back or something or the, the quarterback decides to take off, a lot of times he can be seen uh, doing really well and sniffing those plays out and making sure that he either drops them for a loss or he gets them before they get too far. So I'd say his field awareness um, at either position is what really just makes him just really special. This is why, I, as I was, you know, following this kid along his recruiting process, um, 
I was hope I was really hopeful that they were going to land him, um, and they ended up doing so. So he he's someone that um, has me really excited. Just some quick stats on him uh, in regards to his junior season. He led his high school squad with 99 total tackles, four interceptions, three tackles for loss, and two fumble recoveries. Um, which is crazy that he's only rated a three star to me. This is a guy I think that has four star potential. But even if he doesn't achieve that. Um, at the end of the day, stars don't really matter. It's more about what the guy can do on the field. And to me, this is a guy that's going to uh, fit right in with that Utah secondary, the RSMB culture. Um, And I'm really excited about Jonathan. Yeah, a great get for Utah. As you mentioned, one of those guys who has a ton of offers. And similar to how last year they scooped a guy in Lander Barton, as you kind of talked about, who had tons of offers. He had Jim Harbaugh showing up to his game in khakis. And Utah was still able to bring him home and keep the family connection going. And you made such a good point about the stars on some of these guys. It's so much about development. And I feel like that's another thing that a lot of these recruits are probably attracted to about Utah is they're going to get coached. The priority is to win. It's a really good culture that Utah has established. And it's a culture that you also seen guys go to the NFL through Utah. I talked about it uh, recently, the draft stock of a bunch of the Utah players and going back to just as recently as that 2020 draft where they had seven Utah guys drafted and just had a first rounder a year ago and a guy in Devin Lloyd. So you know you can make it in Utah. So, well, another guy I wanted to talk to you about, you mentioned him a little bit, but Randon being the highest recruit in this class, what do you think he's going to bring to this program? Uh, I think he brings uh, a lot of potential. Um, you know, he, he's primarily operated as a quarterback, um, but he, he shows a lot of um, opportunity to be developed as a defensive back. Um, and, and, and what I like about really, I mean, he, he's had, plenty of snaps uh, um, being playing a defense, um, seen a fair share. He registered 32 tackles and two interceptions last season. Um, but, but what's great about this is that you're getting a guy that has primarily operated at quarterback with the athleticism and the size and um, just kind of the awareness to, to easily make that transition over to the defense. Um, it's a guy that in, in playing quarterback, he obviously knows what to look for on defense. You know, he's, he's a guy that's going to understand how to read a quarterback's eyes. He's going to be able to see, uh, predict plays, know where the ball is going and be able to read uh, the quarterback's body language in order to, you know, make stops um, and break up passes. And so um, what I like about him defensively, um, he's explosive, really good speed, quick feet, really, really good uh, stellar lateral movement. Um, a lot of that I've seen him uh, in his tape is, off, you know, offensively, but he's a guy that you know, at quarterback was is able to really easily escape defenders very quick. He can move in and out of uh, holes and whatnot and creates uh, a lot of opportunities for himself. And so that's going to just translate to the defensive side of the ball. You know, that quick lateral movement, that speed, that field awareness. He'll put himself um, in the right position to make plays. Just really, really good vision. Um, so he's, he's a guy that, the, that Utah should be excited about. And, you know, he recently was able to win an award at a 1v1 uh, camp, um, uh, King of the City camp is what they call it it's out in Texas. Uh, just a one v one battles, and he won defensive MVP. So clearly, this is a guy that knows what he's doing, and uh, he'll he'll transition great to the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, and we know what a great job this team has done. They're not in the let's say DBU conversation, but the way they've developed safety talent, they are one of those teams. If you look at a guy like Marcus Williams, even who just got a massive payday with the Ravens, they've proven Marcus Blair and other guys. Well, they've proven they can develop safeties into elite players. When you got coaches like Morgan Scally, 
Coach Sean on that side of the ball as well. It's just an elite group, and I'm excited to see what they're going to do. And I want to stay in the secondary as well as one of the guys who had one of the more memorable commitments to Utah, and I'd love to hear you share a little bit more about the story as well, is a guy in C.J. Blocker, of course, announcing his commitment literally on the mic with everyone in the room like that. It was just a special thing. What are kind of your thoughts on C.J.? Yeah, I like C.J. a lot. Um, really good size for cornerback position, six foot, 165. Uh, I think what sets him apart, though, are his quick feet and uh, really impressive speed. He's a dual sport athlete. You know, this is a guy that competes in track and field. You know, he ran 100-meter times of 10.78, 10.99, and 11.05 as a junior. Um, and he also ran uh, 22.62, 200, and long jumped 18.11. So uh, this is a guy that's explosive. He's fast. Um, you know, he can move around and obviously he can, you know, he can, with his um, ability to move and, and, and jump, you know, he can contest uh, passes, you know, he's got a really good radius there. So um, he also had, you know, a good amount of tackles, 27, an interception and a fumble recovery uh, with five passes defended. Um, I think what makes him just effective is his ability to stick to receivers, you know, that speed. Uh, it's not often that he's really beaten, you know, it, it's tough for receivers, I think, to get behind him. Um, so it's just really that, that lateral movement, quick speed. Um, he's really caught with guys getting behind him. So he's, he's there to break up passes and, uh, or to just deny the football. You know, if he's right there, the quarterback's not going to throw it in their direction. Right. So, uh, I think it's really just that speed and athleticism that sets this guy apart. And, you know, I, I wouldn't quite say that Utah's DBU, right. But I don't think they're very far away. You know, mm -hmm. they, what they've done over recent years, producing NFL level talent from, from secondary, you know, Jalen Johnson, Terrell Burgess, uh, Julian Blackman, those are nasty defenders in the NFL guys that you do not want to be lined up across from. And I think that that's uh, really helping them to continue developing um, their secondary, you know, guys like CJ and Jonathan and, and Randon and, in Brandon, speaking with Brandon several times, he's super high on Morgan Scally, you know, and I think uh, the things that he talked about is that Morgan just sees the field differently. Um, he said that's one thing that really stood out with uh, Scally compared to some of the other coaches is that just the way that he sees the field, things that he's able to point out. And he said that uh, he even felt like his game improved in just meeting, you know, being on official visit. Uh, and I think, I think that's true. You know, he just won a one-on-one -on -one, uh, defensive MVP award. So um, I, 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 I would say that Utah, if they can continue, you know, bringing in guys like this, you know, they're, they're getting, they're getting underrated players. You know, these are guys that, like I said, with Jonathan, that's a guy I think that that's deserving of four star and obviously ran into four star. And then, you know, CJ's not far off. Um, I think if they can continue to bring these guys in and to show that, Hey, we can develop guys that are three stars and under recruited and do it on a consistent basis you're going to see more four-star secondary defenders, you know, sign up to join Utah in the future. And you talked about that NFL success. I mean, Jalen, obviously in a redraft would go in the first round. Julian's another guy, I think in a redraft. Yes, he got hurt last year, but would go in the first round. I don't know if Terrell would be a first rounder necessarily, but I think he'd definitely be in the second round. I feel like he's outperformed. Yeah helping to win a Super Bowl, and they're going to have another guy who's going to go in the first round this year in Clark Phillips as well. So yeah. he's done a great job building the secondary out and just a great job recruiting as well. And we're going to continue talking recruiting recruiting in just a second. But first, I want to tell you guys about Built Bet Online. 
BetOnline is net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You guys know the national media is always low on Utah, so make sure you guys head over to BetOnline. Take advantage of some of those bets on win total. Will Utah win the Pac-12? All of those great opportunity to cash in on the Utes. Also can look to other sports as well. We know the NFL season is right around the corner. Can cash in on a lot of those bets as well as MLB season. Really getting into the gear as the final push gets underway after All-Star break. So Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts they have you cover. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay, so before we jump over to the offensive side of the ball, there was one other guy I wanted to ask you about, Cole, and that is Caleb Bryant. He's another guy that, just looking at him a little bit, is a guy 6'3", 250, defensive lineman. Seems like a guy I'm really excited to kind of see how this Utah team will grow and develop considering the talent they've done and the job they've done developing along the defensive line as well. Uh, Caleb is vicious, man. I mean, this is a guy that, again, somebody else that following along his recruitment, you know, you see, you know, the offers rolling in, uh, 26 as well, Miami, Mississippi State, uh, Missouri. Um, I believe he's from Mississippi. So, you know, for for Utah to secure a commitment from a kid that's, you know, one of the top recruits out of the state of Mississippi and has an offer from one of the, those universities, uh, that's a pretty remarkable thing for Utah to be able to do. Um, and, he, and he did commit uh, while on visit, which was really awesome. So uh, vicious. I mean, just he terrorizes offenses um history of blowing up the backfield during his junior year he had 14 tackles for loss and 11 sacks so this is a guy that gets into the backfield and he um he's just really explosive he'll burst off the line he'll fly right through that offensive line uh doesn't matter who it is and he's got great size six foot three 250 pounds um and he's just relentless you know he, he utilizes really good technique explosiveness um and he, he quickly sheds blockers you know this isn't a guy that's taking you know, taking his time it's like he's swimming him he's he's pushing him away or he's just putting him you know right into the ground with, with some ferocity so he's really exciting um i i think he you know he's another fairly under recruited guy you know watching his film it's just like man some of these guys get disrespected with these three-star ratings. But again, like I said earlier, it's not about the stars. It's more about, you know, what can they do? And, you know, I very much so trust Utah's recruiting staff. They know what they're doing. They've brought in a lot of talent that's been under-recruited before uh, and produced NFL-level guys. So uh, he's exciting. I mean, just absolutely vicious. A guy that, that very well, once he gets to Utah, uh, could be the mayor of Sac Lake City. So he's exciting. Yeah, and that would that's always a great thing to have back. A guy that I think then there's a couple of guys who will be buying for that this year in Junior Tafua, Tafuna and Van Fillinger. And you talked about kind of just the job Utah does developing talent. I mean, we just talked about these last two years have been two of Utah's highest recruiting classes ever, with this case being this one we're currently talking about being the highest ever. Yet they still won before that. That's because of that ability to develop that talent as you've talked about. So now um, if you consider like some of these guys, their prospects, it's like they have all the gifts in the world. It's how you coach and can transform them kind of like a moldable ball of clay. Like how, how can you make it in? Mm-hmm. So basically now Utah right. is getting 
better prospects and better multiple balls of clay by that comparison. So should be able to take those guys even higher, which is really exciting. So this class is heavy on the defensive side, but there are a couple guys on offense that should have a chance to make it their mark for the youths one day. Cole, who are the couple of the guys on the offensive side of the ball that you're excited about in the 2023 class? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, any quarterback that you're going to get is is exciting. You know, Matt Howard, that's he's a special guy. He's um, he's got a lot of potential. And there's been, you know, there's been some comparisons between him and and uh, Cam Rising, which which I can totally see why. Um, as well as uh, four star athlete Carlos Wilson, um, he's he's a fantastic pickup. Again, another under under recruited guy that's kind of been overlooked. Um, and I think uh, Michael Mitchell. Um, stellar, you know, running back, you know, he gets, he earns, earns a four-star rating this last uh, week, which is, which is exciting, you know, boosts the uh, overall score for the class. And so uh, just kind of beginning with Matt Howard, um, solid athlete. This is, this is a guy that thrives in the pocket. You know, he's a good all-around quarterback. He has the ability to make really any type of throw. You know, there's not a lot that I've seen that he struggled with. Um, and he can do it quickly and consistently. Um, he's got a really good arm elite power you know i i think what's really really special about him is that no matter what kind of situation he's in whether he's got some time in the pocket maybe he's scrambling he's rolling out to one of the sides he can deliver passes with power you know it's not i mean obviously you know there's gonna be situations where he's more so floating it or if he's coming off his back leg you know he's got a you know, it's going up a little bit higher with with less um, speed on it but he's able to put uh, a good amount of power into his delivery um, and then he's he's precise the placement and the timing it's all there um, so I, I think he's he's a great quarterback doesn't matter if it's a tight window across the middle wide out deep passes downfield he can usually um, and on an often basis you know hit his targets in whatever fashion it needs to be done like I said if it's if it needs to be a bullet you know bullet pass across the middle to avoid some coverages uh, if he needs to float it across the top if he needs to go to the corner uh, corner of the end zone or something like that. Um, he's really impressive. And, and I think too, I think his run game is somewhat overlooked. Um, you know, he, he's occasionally able to, to burn defenses because I think they look at him six foot two, 185 pounds, not a guy that's overly big, you know, he's somewhat lean, but, um, he's a dual sport athlete. He plays basketball and that he shows that athleticism and occasionally he can burn defenses for uh, some sizable gains. So, um, Mac Howard, again, just that continued guys being under recruited, only seven offers. Um, and I think Utah is definitely the biggest offer for him. But um, this is a guy that uh, can definitely fit in to the way that Utah um, plays, you know, plays their offensive game. Um, and you, you can see those kind of comparisons, I mean, to Cam Rising a little bit. So he, he's uh, definitely someone that uh, will continue to deepen what I would say is, is the deepest quarterback room in program history. I 100% agree with that. I mean, you already look at a guy like Nate Johnson coming in year one. We spent last week talking about Jaquindon Jackson, Bryson Barnes, Cam Rising, this chance is going to have. If he has a great year and decides to go pro, he'll be the highest drafted Utah quarterback since Alex Smith, which would just be, once again, just an incredible achievement. And one thing that's so cool is as Utah gets all these good recruits, I think it's great that Utah doesn't seem like a place, and Coach Whittingham, Ludwig, Scali, doesn't seem like their style to promise guys playing time. So I think for a lot of these younger players who are coming in, they're, they're like, hey, we're, we're going to give you an opportunity to compete right away, and that's going to be on you if you want to take it or not. And I think a lot of players get really excited at that prospect. So that's why you see so many good quarterbacks still coming here. 
because like, yeah, so everyone knows this, that this year it's Cam Rising's team. But after that, I think Nate Johnson's, Mac Howard, all those guys are looking at it like, why can't I take the job if Cam leaves? So I think it is going to be something that's really exciting to see the future of this Utah team. And it's why they've been able to recruit so well is the plan they're laying out, the development, and the fact that, hey, you want to come here, you want to be like a Clark Phillips and play right away, you absolutely can. You touched on two other guys that are I'm excited about, excited about uh, in Carlos Wilson and Michael Mitchell as well. What do you think they'll kind of bring to this team as two explosive guys? Yeah, it's speed. Um, you know, Michael Mitchell, six foot, 195 pounds, um, which is a pretty good size for running back. Um, he he packs a punch, um, but I think what really makes him special are speed and agility. You know, he's also a dual, dual sport athlete, competes in track. He ran a 10-8-1. Uh, in the 100 meter and then um, as for football he recorded uh, a little over a thousand yards so uh, 1378 and 18 touchdown in just eight games while averaging 8.9 yards per carry um, agility and speed like I was talking about and physicality he's got he's got just kind of that kind of right in that sweet spot between those three things uh, he's lethal out of the backfield you know, he can sidestep his way to the right gap or seam and then he he's gone you know he explodes with that with that speed and you know, he's, he's, he's not getting pushed around, you know, um, he's, he's someone that, that can lower his shoulder and, you know, put that uh, force and that weight into a guy. And again, it's not, what's awesome is he doesn't really lose, um, his momentum. You know, he's able to, the lower shoulder, maybe put a guy down on the ground or bust through a seam at times, you know, slipping through or creating his own gaps. And so, um, it's just a really good combo. And, that's one thing that's that's been kind of a, a theme for this class. Is there's a ton of speed here. A lot of dual sport athletes, especially in the, uh, the several, we've got several running backs coming in as a part of this class. And a lot of those guys are running track. A lot of those guys are running it really, really fast. Um, and, and as well on the defensive side. So, uh, and, and continuing with speed, you know, that's, that's really what Carlos brings. So um, Carlos, again, I've said this many times <laughs> during the show today, but, um, under-recruited. This is a four-star athlete. Um, and I think he was overlooked because he did sustain a knee injury um, this last year that kept him out. Um, but he was a reliable and productive weapon during a six-game schedule in 2020. As a sophomore, he had 32 passes for 634 yards, so nearly a 20-yard average um, and six touchdowns. Uh, he also had seven carries for 29 yards. Um, so showing a little bit of versatility coming out of the backfield. Um, but yeah, despite that injury, He's back on the field as of late, uh, feeling great in preparation for his senior year. Um, he is being recruited as a receiver, but he can also play corner. Um, but yeah, what I really like about him is just is just speed, pure, pure speed. He is able to burn guys, get behind guys. Really doesn't matter, you know, what uh, what they what they throw at him. You know, he's he utilizes speed and sound technique. That's a thing, too, with receivers is a lot of guys just rely on athleticism. A lot of guys rely on speed. A lot of guys, you know, rely on uh, technique. But he's just got really a good combination of all of it. So he's he's he is someone that will significantly boost um, that receiving room, which is where I would expect him to end up when he gets to Utah. Yeah, and Cole, we just went through this class really fully on the defense, and then there's not as many guys on offense as we really only talked about the three of them, but there are three guys that get you really excited. So the rankings say this is the best recruiting class that Utah has ever gotten. Do you feel the same way about that? It'll be close. Um, I'd like to see – I mean, you know, they got to prove it. I mean, right now, 
despite the slight advantage in numbers. Um, 2022 for me is is that top um, group just with all the guys that are, that they've you know that are that are here. You know, you've got um, you know the Nate Johnson, Jalen Glover. That guy is going to be lethal in his first year. You know, Lander Barton, another guy that very well could be starting. You know, uh, here in, in about five weeks, um, and could be you know defensive freshman of the year, right in the Pac-12. Like he's a guy that very well could achieve that title. Uh, Justin Medlock, you know, and, and not just this year. These are guys that you know give it you know a season or two, maybe three. And these guys are going to be command, you know, be the commanding leaders in their position groups. Um, so for me, twenty twenty two is still that top tier class. Uh, numbers wise, yeah, twenty three, you know, got him slightly beat, but let's, you know, I think it's close, but I'm going to need to uh, see them prove it, and you know, in front of me before I, I give them that uh, that title. For now, twenty twenty two is the class for me. I think I agree with that at the moment as well, because like you said, the ratings will say twenty twenty three at the moment, but we've already seen the twenty twenty two group as hyped as they were already come into spring ball and outperform those expectations. And I feel like this is a 2022 group as well, that once we get to the, the 2025 um, NFL, actually it would be the 2026 um, NFL draft, I believe I'm not messing. No, no, it would be the 2025 NFL draft. I'm getting just to try to think about it. I think this is the Utah group that when you talk about Lander Barton, Nate Johnson, and a guy as well, and Jalen Glover, I think any of those guys could be first round picks as well, which Utah hasn't had multiple guys go in the first round in a long time. So that would be something that would be really cool to witness as well. So very exciting times for the future of this Utah team with the recruits they're bringing in. But Cole, I want to take a second as well to talk to you about the present Utah team, because we have media day coming up this Friday, going to be at nine 45 Ute mountain time that coach Witt takes a stand Clark Willips and Clark Phillips and cam rising also making the trip out for media days. We haven't talked to the team in a long time, especially coach Witt. What are you looking forward to hopefully learning about this team? I mean, media day is interesting, right? Because you really, at the end of the day, you don't learn a whole lot. Um, you know, it's just kind of a regurgitation of all the things that we learned during spring. Um, but, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like we really know what we're, we're going to get from these guys. Um, we know what we're going to get from the offense. And we pretty much know what we're going to get from the defense. Um, and, and the two guys that they're sending, you couldn't ask for for better, you know, rep, representation of Utah Cam Rising and everything that he's done, you know, uh, especially this last year and the potential that we're going to see from him. You know, it might be interesting if, if Cam's thrown a couple questions at his expectations, what he's looking for, you know, maybe what his goals are for the season. Um, you know, could this be Cam's final year at Utah? Um, you know, does he have what it takes to, to um, sneak in? you know, be a, a sleeper in, in the 2023 NFL draft. Obviously, Clark Phillips, I know his goal is to get there as long as he remains healthy and he does what he's been doing ever since he took the field in 2020. You know, he's going to be a highly, you know, sought after corner um, in the NFL. And so uh, I don't think there's really a whole lot of questions to really consider, um, for the, especially for the first unit. You know, there's things like, oh, well, who's going to be QB2 and, and whatnot and how's you know who's who's really starting at the linebacker position and those kinds of things but i think overall we know what we're getting out of these guys what i'm more so interested in overall is you know what are, what are going to be the questions to, to the commissioner in terms of you know where does the conference sit at right what's the future of the pac-12 how's it looking what are the updates there those are more the questions that i'm interested in i think as far as you know utah goes we know what to expect and what we're getting 
Yeah, that is your debt. You're right. All eyes are going to be on this the commissioner, seeing what those answers are going to be, as it is such an uncertain time. And we'll be interesting to learn just a few things about Utah team. But you're right. We definitely know most of it. Be interesting to hear the guys that Coach Witt, we mentioned, not much of a share, but I feel like he will share some of the health updates on some of the guys if they expect them to be ready to go kind of the first day of camp, whether it be Kump or Broadham play in those positions as well on as offensive line and then corner respectively. So it's going to be interesting to see media day, always an interesting time. And the biggest thing media day means is it means we're right around the corner of fall camp with where that, which means we're that much closer to football finally being back. So huge thanks to Cole Bagley for joining us on the show today. Cole, what do you have coming up at fan nation this week? We've got, uh, we're sponsoring the uh, across the green NIL golf event on Saturday. Um, it should be a lot of fun. We got about 25 University of Utah football players are going to be golfing with fans. Uh, I think there's still some bo- some spots open. Um, so, a uh, group of four, it's 1,200 bucks. So it's about 300 dollars per guy. You get a signed poster. Uh, you get to, to have lunch with the guys and get to golf. Um, so it should be really awesome. Like I said, we're sponsoring that. Uh, you can follow, you can uh, check that out at Across the Green on Instagram or Twitter. Um, and then yeah, we're just we're just ready for uh, fall camp. I mean. My life is about to turn upside down and be crazy and, and, you know, scheduling wise, you know, I'll be working, you know, afternoons and nights and that kind of stuff. And um, that presents its own challenge, but it's my favorite time of the year. Um, summer's a nice little break, um, but the fact that college football is just over a month away, it's like 39 days uh, before we kick off in, in Gainesville, which I'll be there for that. Um, special time of the year it gives me goosebumps, man. Like I just, I love college football and I love being, right in the middle of it, talking to these guys, learning more about them and, and seeing them grow and develop and then perform on the field. So, um, yeah, it's it's a good time. We're, we're excited. Nothing like football in the fall. Thank you guys for tuning in to Locked On Utes today and for making us your first listen. If you are interested in a second listen, I recommend you check on Locked On Pac-12, where host Spencer McLaughlin and other Locked On hosts take you around the conference dissecting the conference of champions, talking a lot about realignment. Right now, Spencer's doing a lot of previews for teams' upcoming seasons. He'll be talking about the Utes very soon. I was actually on last night talking about the Oregon Ducks, so really exciting times coming up in the conference, so make sure you guys look up. And as you mentioned as well, Cole, exciting times learning what the future of the conference is because of some of that unknown stuff and the answers we're going to get at Media Day. So make sure you guys tune in to Locked On Pac-12. For more of that, he's Cole Bagley. I'm JT Wisterstill. Thank you guys for tuning in to Locked On Utes. Have a great day.